Welcome to The Favorites. We are live in the Action Network studio. We are presented by Bet365 and we are part of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Playoff Divisional Round Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We did have an amazing time, Simon, at our live event at the Shepherd and the Knucklehead in Hoboken, New Jersey on Sunday. What a thrill to spend Sunday sweating and winning bets with hundreds of our closest friends, and I will emphasize winning bets. We went 4-0 with our big balls bet of the week, which was Green Bay plus 7.5, Foxhole, Houston plus 2.5, Simon Says, Rams plus 3.5, and an exec decision which came through for us last night. The Bills as big favorites, minus 10. You can always follow our picks in the action app for the foxhole, Simon Says, exec decision, big balls, those are all under the favorites podcast handle. On today's show, of course, we will get to our Simon Says, we will get to our exec decision. On Thursday, we will finalize big balls, we will finalize foxhole, we will finalize money line per parlay. Now let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. <laughs> Hello, Simon. Chad, great to be here, my guy. Like, look, we had a great weekend. Yeah. The whole freaking weekend, everyone in Action Network to get was together, and it just felt like everybody was cashing tickets. Even the Action Island crew, they crushed their same game parlay. Nick Giffen was crushing his live bets from, from Bet What Happens Live. It was a glorious weekend. Now we have to retrench. We have to think about where is it, what teams are overvalued based on what they did this weekend, what teams are undervalued based on what they did this weekend or did not do, how do we manage the perception versus reality versus what bookmakers are trying to trick us into doing. We already talked about how, before we came on air, we talked about how there is one game in particular that the books are trying to get us to make a bet. Are we going to be strong? Are we going to make the bet? Are we going to skip the bet? Are we going to bet the other side? As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying it on YouTube right now, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page, I, I realize as I'm talking, I have to apologize for the frogginess in my voice. I sound terrible, but you're not going to get to hear it today, but Matt Mitchell sounds so much worse. He's been very busy doing business things this past weekend. All right, let's get to it. First game up, Houston, Baltimore. Baltimore is a nine-point favorite at Bet365. This line has steamed down a little bit, open to 10. Now it's at nine. Look, C.J. Stroud continues to defy all of the expectations, the things you don't want to do 
bet on a first-year quarterback. I think we can agree this guy stopping a first-year quarterback about midway through the season. He is just that special. First take, first instinct on this game. Yeah, I think I talked about it with the crowd at the show. It's like, if this is above seven, we kind of are tied. Our hands are tied. We have to take Houston. It's just too big of a number. And, um, you know, we know Lamar struggled as a big favorite, Chad. So, you know, the fact that we already liked it, and then we have the trends to back it up. Lamar, since uh, the last three years, he's one and eight as a favorite, seven or more. That's a big deal, right? We yep. talk all the time. Like, we like to fade him. The lone win was a bet me and you made. We took Houston week one. And you look back now, it kind of makes sense, right? It's it's him making his first start, CJ, and it's also the coach making his first start. It's a big deal. Now they're like Grizzly vets. They've already yeah. been through it. They've already got their playoff win. So um, we know the struggles for Lamar in the playoffs. We know this number's too big. Let's not overthink it. We got to just take the Houston plus nine. I mean, it was 10, and now it's down to nine and a half, down to nine in a couple books, and now some books are showing eight and a half. So if you're wondering what the pros are betting, the pros are taking this and the public will be all over the Ravens. Like, they're going to parlay this. They'll tease it. We, we're going to talk another game. Like, it's just a, a week where the favorites do usually win. They usually do cover. So, me and Chad aren't going to blindly bet all these dogs. But instantly, this is probably our favorite dog of the week. Yeah, it, the number is too big. Some more stats. Lamar as a favorite of three and a half or more in his career. 42% against the spread. That's a sample size of north of 50 games, so it's not insignificant. 174th out of 181 quarterbacks the past 20 years hmm. in terms of against the spread record right. as a favorite of three and a half or more. It gets worse. Seven and a half or more. 42% against the spread. One and eight over the past three seasons. That is the worst mark of 32 QBs that we have in our database. His only cover, like you said, was week one. Here's my one concern. So, CJ was amazing at home, right? 2,500 passing yards at home, 17 touchdowns at home, 65% completion rate at home, I think nine yards per attempt at home, on the road. 62% of his passes completed, 16 of his 1,600 of his 4,000 yards, six touchdowns. So he is not the same quarterback on the road. It could be a combination of a couple different things. One, different surfaces. Bobby Slovic is, is playing a different game with C.J. Stroud on the road than he is, is at home. So I do think there is something that makes me a little bit more nervous about betting him on the road as a big dog than when we were so confident betting him at home as a dog. Yeah, and just going through his schedule while you're talking about this and looking at his road record. So you already talked about it. Their week one loss to the Ravens, right? You, you, you only put up nine points. The Ravens scored 25. That's a bad loss. If you scroll through all the other games, though, every other loss on the road is really close until you get to the Jets game where they lost 6-30, six, six to 30, which I don't even know if he even played in that one. I think he was banged up. Um, but it's just... I get where you're coming from there. The splits are different with him on the road. It's just, I just have so much in faith in CJ right now, which is probably might be getting me in trouble yeah. here. But it's honestly the Lamar factor as well, though. Lamar in these big moments, he gets tight. And we just saw a guy, Dak, which me and you didn't want to back him because we kept nope. talking about his, even though it was a small sample, we've seen time and time again how mental football is. And some guys got it, which, 
I mean, say what you want about how Houston won that game against the Browns. CJ missed a couple of deep balls. Nothing changed, right? In that first quarter, he missed one deep throw, right? I think it might be Nico Collins. It was going to be like a walk-in touchdown. Next play, they went right back downfield. It's like it's, there's just so much veteran and just savviness to CJ right now where it's like I'm trying not to treat him as a, a rookie, like going on the road to Baltimore. Anyone else, I'm right there with you. Under 10, anyone else, I would honestly take the Ravens here. But the fact that Lamar struggled as a big favorite, they're coming off rest against just a team that keeps games close. Like, again, going through this, He's never really been blown out. Like he just he keeps games close. He's just that competitive. So um, I just I don't see how we don't take them and the money line here. Like it's just the value is going to be there. So like for my favorite dog of the week, it's just it's just Houston. I knew this number was going to be seven or above. I did not think it was going to be nine and a half, ten, which it was. The pros have hit that chat. Now it keeps dropping. So I'm not making this Simon says because we we've already missed the ten. Yeah. But I do think this is going to end up being. Um, you know, either our big ball is better, or whatever. Just once the dust settles, I do think money will start coming on the Ravens. But yeah. right now, looking at our app, it's it's all Houston money right now. Isn't it interesting how you mentioned the mental components of it? And look, the the stats bear this out. Lamar is not a guy who, when he has a chance to dominate against a team where he's a huge favorite, where he is doing that. Yet. I don't think of Lamar and John Harbaugh as two guys who get tight or make bad mental decisions or can't handle the challenges of a big-time game or playing way above a, an, an inferior opponent. That's all I think about for <laughs> Dak and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. You know? Like, I just don't see, like, it's I don't see the way. perception, though. It's I mean, a, that's what I mean. Like, we talked before he came on. Like, he's 0-2 at home in the playoffs. He's never won a game at home in the playoffs. And... Yes, this is lined up for him to get a first win. They should win this game, but there's a lot to that, right? Like, that's going to be in the back of his head. That's a real pressure he's going to feel. So this is obviously such a huge game for Lamar in his career. It's, it's set up, right? Like, their path is so set up in that they have the one seed. They have all the home advantage. Like, they're at home throughout the playoffs. But we've seen, I mean, this, even this season, remember that Colts game? Yeah. At home? Where it's like they're just little things they struggle with. Even that game against Pittsburgh. Was, or the game against the Rams. Right. So there's just times where... They're not as untouchable as people perceive. As Usually one seeds are very untouchable, right? Last year we had the Chiefs and the Eagles, both one seeds, made a run. Yeah. I, do, I feel confident about the 49ers, who we'll get to later. I do not feel that same confidence in this Ravens team. And I was hoping for a big number to fade them on. I got my wish. Like, if you were able to grab the 10, you're way ahead of it. I still think 9.5, great value. Even down to 8.5, there's obviously still amazing value there. I just don't see it getting down below 7, do you? No. So it's like, obviously we want you guys to grab the 8.5, but... Um, yeah, this is hard for me not to make Simon says, but I'm trying to I'm trying to make just wait until Thursday to make our big balls. But I do love this spot so much for Houston. Uh, all right, next game on the board: Green Bay at San Francisco, and this is the only game we could discuss on Sunday night. It opened Green Bay as a ten point underdog, coming off of that demolishing of the Cowboys. And the line moved to nine and a half. I'll say this right now. San Francisco, executive decision. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders, execute them. Executive decision. I had the bills last week in minus 10, never worried about it. I have so many thoughts on why San Francisco is the right side here, but I'm not sure you agree with me. No, and what's funny though, if this was Aaron Rodgers, I would be. 
which sounds stupid, but if you go through our history, yeah. me and Chad always fade Aaron Rodgers in this spot. It's either, even if they're at home against the 49ers team, we would always just take the 49ers against Rodgers. So, um, yeah, looking at this, Chad, I, I get where you're coming from. It's just hard for me. Like I always say all the time, it's just hard for me to back favorites. But you're probably right. This is probably there is the right spot to back this 49ers team. Not only do you have the experience, it felt like the Green Bay win last week was more about Dallas than it was about Green Bay. Even though Jordan Love did make the throws and LaFleur schemed it up incredibly and their defense did play so well, it's like, man, that was a complete total meltdown from the whole Dallas team. Like Even their defense looked like they never played before. No. So um, you're exactly right. Like If you're trying to – like I wanted to be on Green Bay. Chad's right, though. If you're, if you're looking at what this number should be and where the value is, it is too low. This probably should be closer to 12, 12 and a half. Um, you're getting two free points here just because they beat "quote unquote" America's team in Dallas last week. So it's it's pain it's paining me to do, but um, you agree with me. I do agree with you. Yeah. I, I just think the number is too low. Where it, I really wish this was what it should be, which is closer to 12 and a half, 13. Would have loved to take Green Bay at that number, but the fact that you can still get it, a couple books that I'm looking at, you can still get the nine and a half. I, I don't hate it, and um, we talk all the time. This is. This is going to be the game that people are going to tease together. Like yep. this is the move. People are going to take the one seeds. They're going to throw them together. Um, and I just, I mean, the 49ers are what down to plus one seventy five to win the Super Bowl. They're the best team in football. Like yep. the, the the fans. I mean, we met a couple at our show on Sunday. Like I, I said, you guys should have your chest puffed out. Like you're by far the best team. You have the best path. You, now you're getting to play the seventh seed at home. Um, again, Dallas made history. We never saw a seventh seed beat a two seed before. Green Bay, they clearly should not be a seven seed, right? They're better, like they're better than the Eagles. Like no, yeah. no doubt, if they would have played the Eagles, I, I would take Green Bay. If the them. season started in November instead of September, yeah. and went to February, the Eagles might not have made the playoffs, and the, <laughs> and the Packers might have been a two seed. Right. Like that's how well they've been playing. That's so the you, fear. So you think? So you think? So look, we loved the Packers on Sunday night. Right? Like, we, we immediately were smashing the Packers at plus seven and a half. Two Sundays ago, we're like, this number doesn't make any sense. How is this number at seven and a half? So we played it, and it played out exactly as we thought it would be. McCarthy, terrible coach and terrible play caller, who we knew, talk about getting tight, we knew he would get tight in that game. The defense plays too much man and was overrated as a pass rush. So you had the polar ends where in the high-profile spots, everyone thinks they're amazing, but they're kind of not that amazing, and their numbers were middling. They just made really high-profile plays that looked fancy, right? Meanwhile, the Niners have a better overall offense against a still suspect defense. Let me give you some games that during this streak since November, when Green Bay started to get hot, Jordan Love all of a sudden found his groove, right? That's what everyone's talking about, thinking they're so good. They lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Giants. They beat the Chiefs, but don't forget, they beat the Chiefs on a no-call pass interference that could have forced them to lose the game. They barely beat the Chargers. They gave up 33 points to the Panthers. The Panthers didn't score 33 points in the second half of the year combined, <laughs> but they gave up 33 point, no, 30 points to the Panthers. So if this were a regular season game, we would be fading this Packers team. 100%. Because even Sean Kerner, he did projections for every team heading into the playoffs. 
and every game, every matchup heading into the playoffs, the projection for this game was Green Bay plus 11 and a half. And I was talking to Stucky yesterday. We were in the office and we're all hanging out this weekend. And we were like, Green Bay, if not for the way they beat up on Dallas, they'd be a 12, 13 point underdog in this game. Let me give you some more stats, okay? Even though I know I feel like I've finally convinced you to come to my side yeah. and that we're going to be betting buddies on this. San Francisco is ranked higher than Green Bay in each of the following categories. Yards per game, passing yards per game, rushing yards per game, points scored per game, third down percentage, yards allowed per game, rushing yards allowed per game, points allowed per game, third down percentage against. They have been a dominant team all season long. There's no reason not to be betting the 49ers as a favorite. Don't be fooled. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, I am. I just hate taking big favorites, but, I mean, you nailed all with all the stats there, too. And it's also 49ers at home. We talk all the time. We like backing Shannon at home as a favorite. It's been good to us, especially the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, the more we talk about the more I feel like it is a good bet. And it also feels like you should go grab that 9.5. Like, it's yep. out there. Don't don't be stuck just to one book, people. We tell you all the time, you have to shop around. So, I'm looking at two of the more public books. They're still hanging it, and it's only minus 115 in one book, minus 118 at the other book, The Juice. So I would go grab that before it moves to 10. Evan just put this note into the script. The last nine quarterbacks against the Panthers. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Don't forget, Dak lit up that defense. I know they were passing nonstop at the end of the game, but they completely lit up that defense. Yeah. And we're also getting a 49ers defense at home that, you know, I expect them to be able to scheme up something to stop this Jordan Love. Just because I talked about it before, LaFleur had struggled against this 49ers team in the past. Like, you can go back and look at his days with Aaron Rodgers. There was a couple of times there, too. Rodgers was at home at Lambeau, favorite against his 49ers defense has struggled. So that's just not a LaFleur thing, right? I mean, we saw Jordan Love is kind of like a carbon copy of Rodgers, throwing off bounds, throwing those sidearm passes. It's kind of the same offense. Nothing's really changed. So the fact that in the past they've struggled, we'll see. If Jordan Love can take that enormous step, but I feel like he's already done it in his first season, right? Like that game with Dallas, that was it, right? They're going to be feeling so good this week. We expect a letdown. I mean, they're a young team. Like Green Bay is a young team. So um, Chad's right. Don't let the 10 scare you off. I would grab it now, though, because there are still nine and a halfs out there. Look, it feels like the Packers can be happy with making it to the second round of the playoffs. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. We have so much to build on. The Niners are not happy with anything less than winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> so there's just different expectations in this game. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure I know what the final score is. Do you want to know what it's going to be? Oh, God, Chad. Go ahead. 42 to 14. <laughs> it just is. This has all the makings. I'm telling you right now. So Chad, uh, Chad likes the over if you're keeping track at home. Chad yeah. likes the over. I do. I do. All right. A quick word from our sponsor, HelloFresh, with HelloFresh. You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Are you too sad from betting the Eagles to leave your house? No problem. With HelloFresh, you skip trips to the grocery store and unlike betting the Cleveland Browns, they make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why they're America's number one meal kit. This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's Wholesome options every week, like their protein smart recipes each week. People say a lot of things, but we know two things are always true, Simon. 
First, you can't rely on the passing game in windy conditions. Second, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and HelloFresh agrees with both of those. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So go to HelloFresh.com slash FavoritesPodFree and use code FavoritesPodFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash FavoritesPodFree with code FavoritesPodFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal Kit, okay. The game we're going to be talking about. Kansas City at Buffalo. The line right now is two and a half. It's been all over the place. It was at three for about 30 seconds. Two and a half. Got down to two. Now it's back up to two and a half. It's trending back towards three, which means... (laughs) I'm going to make the bills, my Simon Says, Chad. As the least confident as I can sound, but I, I have to do it. I can't believe I'm doing it. And like, even now, I just had a buddy text me and he's just like, another pro. And he's just like, do not, do not take the bills. I have to do it. <laughs> you just knew, you knew me too well, but it's just, I just love this Bills team. I love this spot. And like, the fear for me right now is what injuries happen, right? Because they're playing, again, it's a joke, the NFL. They have him outside playing the game on concrete. Like that, that field was concrete. Yeah. Anytime someone got tackled, they, they would get up and they looked like they were in such pain. Yeah. And someone's like, why, are they, why do they all look hurt after they get tackled? It's like, they're literally being tackled on the concrete. Yeah. It, it was crazy. So um, obviously I get the pushback on the bills, but before we went on, Chad, I told you my, my big thing is I don't, I don't think people are understanding this Chiefs team just isn't right, right? People are getting sucked back in on this Chiefs team and um, I'm not buying it. Like, they scored two touchdowns and then struggled in the red zone against the Miami team. Miami gifted them that whole game, right? Like, they could not do a single thing on offense. They had a ton of injuries to their defense, so the Chiefs could move the ball any way they wanted up and down the field, and people are back in. Everyone's like, well, it's the playoffs, right? Mahomes is back. This is the team. This is them back in the playoffs, and it's just I can't get there. So um, I think the public will be on this side, and I know a couple pros are where it's like, I can see it being the same thing with the Rams that we're going to look in the app and it's going to be a lot of money skewed towards the Bills. If they make this plus three, that will change. Like, so much money will come in on this Chiefs team at plus three because, I mean, we know all the stats. Mahomes is a dog. I think Evan talked about it. He's like eight and one in his last nine as an underdog. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you amazing know. you remember that because I needed all the stats written down. So, <laughs> kudos to you. But. No, because that one sticks with me where it's like, me and you love betting Mahomes as a dog. And it pains, for, it pains me not to do it here. But it's, this number should be three and a half, four. Like, maybe because of the Bills' injuries to defense, this number would start making more sense to me, where it's like, okay, this should be under a three, two and a half. But me and you have been riding this Bills team now for months, and we keep talking about They've been in these playoff games for months. They've made huge changes to their offense, which obviously benefit them. And then bringing in Rasul Douglas totally changed the identity of that second half, where, like, their secondary was easy to be passed on. He came in there, started getting turnovers, just yeah. picks. He was able to add to their run-stopping game, too. Like, he is incredible at tackling. He's very physical. Yes. So, all these little things that Bills did really changed my perception where the Chiefs have done none of that. I mean, go through just what they've done. Even in December, right? We always talk, you never fade Mahomes in November, December. This year, we were fading him all November, all December. And I think people are overreacting too much to this one game. Go watch that tape, people. All those field goals. Like, they just, they're not the same team in the red zone. There's no imagination there in the red zone. Like, that first drive... 
was vintage Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? They drove right down the field. He was making the perfect passes. I think um, Rice was wide open, right? Yeah. It was like an underneath play where the linebackers dropped back. There was no one to the right. He just walked right in. That was vintage. The rest of the game, it was not like that. Like, there's just... It's just not there. Even the drops, too, kept showing up, right? Even Kelsey having multiple drops. It's like, this is just not the same team. So um, if, if the Bills, if this game had been closer and they had struggled and it was just like, okay, this, this Josh Allen can't stop turning the ball over, stop, can't stop making stupid plays, I think he played really smart in that Pittsburgh game. He, he pulled it down right when he needed to. He hand, they handed it off, and the, the, the run-blocking scheme as well has looked so much better. It's just, it's just all there. And then you factor in as well, Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. So this is a big deal, right? He's going to Buffalo, where we talk all the time. That's a hard place to play. Like, ain't no, ain't no telling people to be quiet while he does his snap count. It's going to be loud and rowdy. So we're getting under two and a half. Come on, join me. Take this number. I know it's scary going against Mahomes, but... At three and a half, Mahomes makes sense. At two and a half, it feels like the Bills is the play here. So let me let me throw some water. Do it <laughs> on your very hot take. Uh, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes, eight one and one. Yeah. In those ten career games, including the postseason, in which he has been an underdog, eight one and one. He's six and three, straight up. Seven and one. 7-1-1 one, one against the spread in those nine regular season games. 1-0 straight up and against the spread as an underdog in the playoffs. That was last year's Super Bowl. Yeah, they used to be a good team, the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm not discounting that. His record is actually better away from home. 39-11 straight up on the road, 35-11 at home. He's more profitable against the spread as the visitor, going 28-20-2 on the road in neutral games, 20-25-1 at Arrowhead. And that makes sense, right? Like, on the road, the numbers are going to be a little bit less inflated. They're always going to be super high at Arrowhead. The market has never caught up to the fact that they play a more conservative game at Arrowhead. They score fewer points at Arrowhead. They just assume at home, Patrick Mahomes going to tee off. So that makes sense. And look, I agree with you. We have loved the Bills all week. We have loved the Bills all month. I felt like going to the playoffs, they might have been the best team in the AFC for sure. Maybe the best team in the NFL with the way Joe Brady has changed that offense and Josh Allen. He had a lot of picks, but it's much more running focus. And, and we've talked a lot about how teams and their time of possession against the Bills has decreased. You mentioned Russell Douglas, didn't play against the Steelers, was inactive, knee injury. We don't know if he'll play this weekend. They lost more linebackers and more DBs playing on that turf last night. I know. Stephon Diggs looked like every time he went to the ground, like something was breaking. And the Steelers on Monday, when they started to make a game of it, was when those players went out and all of a sudden they had so many more opportunities in the middle of the field. I know Travis Kelsey isn't having a great year, but that is how they can beat the Bills. That is their strength against a Bills weakness. Yeah, and I, and just throw water on. I love you, and I love all the stats you gave. Those are with Tyreek Hill and and the Blenheim, like the OC. That's no longer there, and we just talked about their struggles this season. But I mean, anyone can open up the app and go through their games this year, and it's just the offense just has not been there. Even when you go down the home stretch here, um, you know we we bet 
against them with the Bills. The Bills went to Cincinnati, uh, the Chiefs, and they beat them 20-17 in the regular season. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like I can't overreact to what the Chiefs just did last week where I, I get the pushback and I get all these stats, and I really did want to be on the Chiefs, but it's just they're just not the same team. And I think people still haven't come to full terms with that just because they did win their division and they did just blow out a team in the playoffs. It feels like it's all the same, but it's not. And that's, like, my biggest issue here. So Chad's right about the injuries. Like, it's terrifying. The injuries, the Bills have had to their defense. But they're just – they're that magical team. And, like, we keep talking about, like, the fact that everyone was out on them, everyone doubted them, that you could have got them at 50-1 to to win the Super Bowl in December, that's just, like, why I love this team. Like, that's the year the teams make runs and win Super Bowls when no one believes them and everyone counts them out. And they make these crazy runs – and they're just on a crazy run right now. So um, every counterpoint you've said is so fair. I'm just trusting the number. The fact that the number is under three, three, three and a half, I get the Chiefs love, but a two and a half, it's just like that's such a big deal that that number's under it, especially when we know, like we're looking at the schedule. The fact that Buffalo went there and won 20 to 17, and I know people are going to push back and be like, well, that was the no call, or I think the guy dropped a touchdown, but they could have beat the Bills, where it's like, you can say that with any game. Like, there's always going to be calls. I mean, we didn't talk about the Lions game yet, but, like, there's always going to be calls and non-calls that can determine a lot of these games. But just the way the Bills have played, uh, the fact that this is such a revenge spot, right? Like, Mahomes and Josh Allen, you know, they, they play cute and, like, they're good friends. Allen has been sitting on that loss. Oh, yeah. Of, to, yeah, to Mahomes from two, three years ago for this whole time. And, like, this, it's poetic justice. Like, you win this game – you somehow go and beat the Ravens, and that's how you make the Super Bowl run. Like, it just feels like whenever you look at the NFL history and how it all lines up, where these guys had to conquer these. I mean, Michael Jordan, your favorite guy, he had to overtake the Detroit Piston team. He had to hit the gym, get jacked for three years to get big and strong enough to overtake that team. That's what it feels like here with the Bills, where it's like the Chiefs have been that stopper for them. It's the reason they never got to the Super Bowl in this whole Josh Allen era, and now it's finally lined up. They got a bad Chiefs team at home. First time Mahomes has ever been on the road in this kind of scenario. It's just it just feels really lined up. So I'm trying hard to convince people on this guy. I know how hard it is to take them, but so I'm, I'm telling you, take the two and a half. Don't don't be scared off by this number. Take the Bills here. Last night, even Josh Allen said he was, and he said this as a compliment. AJ Klein came off the street to play great. <laughs> AJ Klein might be starting in the middle. Yeah. For the Bills in this game, which means it's going to be AJ Klein trying to read Patrick Mahomes. Like, I want to be on the Bills so bad in this game. I do think Josh Allen looks amazing. And I think Patrick Mahomes, I, you know, you have mentioned many times on this show this year that Mahomes. Remember has, that Vegas game just two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I do. Yes. I totally do. And you've mentioned many times this year, like, they're broken. Mahomes. This is not the right team, no. and that Mahomes has been really whiny all season long. You've totally said that. And I think Josh Allen looked amazing last night, and I thought, like, he played within himself, right? You know how when you're a great athlete and you're, you sort of, it's like you're a wild horse, right? You need to be broken a little bit. I didn't and, see that, though, because he did struggle against Miami. Like, he did not play great in that Miami game. No, but last night. Yeah, that's what I mean. I needed to see him have a great game. He had he a did. great game, yeah. made the right calls. He felt like an adult. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, you don't always see that. You don't, like yeah. Josh Allen, you see him making boneheaded plays that are the kind of plays when you think, and I'm the best athlete. He just sits with his mouth open, yeah. looking at like, the Like, I'm the best athlete, yeah. I can do anything. And like last night, he didn't try to do that. No. He tried to play with control. He took what the defense gave him. So I can, if, if they can play with control, I can see it. <laughs> I feel a little guilty because you decided to be my betting buddy on Green Bay and I'm at, on the Niners and I'm having a harder time being your betting buddy on I those. totally get it though, dude. I want to bet Mahomes is a dog too. I like betting dogs. Great note from Owen in here. Chiefs, uh, from Owen, Evan. Uh, Chiefs have scored 10 total points in the, first quarter of the la- in the first quarter of the last five games versus the Bills, meaning if we like the Chiefs, we're going to get a better number live. Okay. So, there you go. All right. Simon, I know it's playoff time. Life is full of distractions right now in your world, but that's still not a good excuse for forgetting the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Can you name it? Game time. That's right. It's game time. I love game time for two reasons. First, they sponsor this show. Second, I actually use game time all the time. They have amazing last minute deals, including pro and college games. That's right. Tomorrow night, I am going to a UConn basketball game using tickets I used on Game Time. I'm gonna open the app right now, here from our studio, live in New York City. And what do I see? I see right now, I can get into, let's say, a New York Knicks basketball game at the world famous Madison Square Garden for less than $100 this week. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week because you deserve it. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, just download the GameTime app. Use code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, last game on the board. Uh, by the way, I should say, and you didn't give me your like projections, how you have these games power rated for any of these games, but Kerner had the Bills... Chiefs game, power rated at two. He, he had the Texans-Ravens uh, game power rated at 10. So we're taking the Texans in there, which I agree with, but there's about a point of value, according to Kerner, on the Ravens. I said that he loved the Niners in this spot. Um, he has the Tampa Bay visiting Detroit Lions. <coughs> that game is currently at six. Kerner had it projected at seven and a half. The line opened at seven. Got bet down to six and a half. Got bet down to six. Um, my instinct here is Lions. Yeah, I actually honestly have this at five. So it's technically for me, the, the value is on Tampa. But I honestly don't really like Tampa in the spot. No. No, and I think it's more honestly about golf. It just played so bad last week. I know people like, again, media is the dumbest thing ever. But because <laughs> they won by one point, people were just blowing smoke up golf's ass and Detroit's ass and be like, look how well they played against Stafford and holding them to all those field goals. They scored three points in the second half, like against a Rams defense that the guy had just torched the half before. So the fact that he struggled with the adjustments made by the Rams, a little scary, like a little scary because now we have Todd Bowles coming in, which, you know. You hate Todd Bowles. I I don't like him. And it's just because he's a dinosaur. Like he runs a very dinosaur defense where – it said more about the Eagles than it did about Todd Bowles last night where he didn't disguise anything. He literally would have nine guys walk up to the line and either all eight were blitzing or all nine were blitzing or he might drop two back into coverage. It was just very like, 
we're not going to change what we're doing here. We're going to show you exactly what we're doing just because they're kind of making fun of Hurts in that offense. They were just like, you guys, they don't have a hot route. You don't have the offense to combat us just blitzing you. And they didn't have the receivers. Yes. And the flip side, Detroit, I mean, again, Goff is, I mean, they're not mobile, but they do have, we talked about Laporta, one of the best tight ends ever. He'll be able to get him the ball. Amon St. Brown can always get open anytime he needs. Like, the Bucks are not as good as we're all perceiving, but the fear is this Detroit team is not that good either. No. Like, they're also a team that can be passed on. we just seen Baker has looked so well. Like, even against the Eagles, like, he was throwing to the exact spots he should be throwing to. Like, guys were wide open, and it's like, okay, not only is he seeing the field well, he's really trusting the offense. Like, he was just in such a rhythm last night that that's the hardest part for me. So, um, I, I, I really... I really do want to take uh, Tampa, but I just can't get there right now. So maybe it'll change by Thursday, but um, yeah, golf to me is just, he's bad. Like he's just, he's inconsistent where it's like, he looked incredible in that first half and the second half, it looked like a guy to him. Like he just could not play well. So um, it's, it's scaring me a little bit. Well, look, we didn't love the, can't, the um, Eagles and Bucks game all week. We kind of waffled on that game Ended up being a game we didn't want to play. Uh, I didn't bet anything in the game other than Kate Otten over because Stucky, you know, called it in the Sunday six-pack. Uh, his over 21, and he got that in two catches. Um, <laughs> but uh, Baker, I think for us, is a conundrum because... He's been good to us this year. He's been, he's been great this year. Yeah. And, and we won a lot on him. So are we betting on Baker to continue to be accurate, to continue to be careful with the ball. If so, this Lions secondary can be passed on, yeah. right? That's what so I mean, the back door is always going to be open. Here's some stats from Evan. And uh, the last four games, Stafford and the Rams, 25 of 36, 367 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Nick Mullins. Nearly 400 yards. Justin Jefferson had nearly 200 yards receiving. By the way, Puka had 180 yards receiving. Dak, 26 of 38, 345 yards. CeeDee Lamb, 227 yards receiving. And then Minnesota, the week before. Mullins, 411 yards. Justin Jefferson, 141 yards. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer, one of those guys might have 200 yards receiving <laughs> against this Lions secondary. But you saw what they did to combat that is, again, it's football. I know Lions fans are very sensitive, but your guys' team did play dirty. Like, your defense was taking an incredible amount of cheap shots, hitting guys low where it's like, where else are they supposed to hit them? You're, you're not supposed to take a guy's kneecap out when he's going over the middle, okay? Like, you can hit him in the thigh or in the midsection. But it's just like they took on Campbell's identity. Like, they know they suck. They know their defense is terrible. So what they did, they, to the Rams, anytime Puka caught it, even if the first guy hit him and he's going down, the second guy would come in and clean him up, right? Because in football, you can get away with that. It's a physical sport. And that's what they did against the Rams. Why would they not do the same against Tampa here? It's like, they're just going to be hitting the hell out of them. So um, they know that. They know they stink. And I'm in total agreement. So that's why I don't want to take the six where it's like, I can't believe, like Chad was talking about before he came on, this had gone up to seven at one point. So open to five and a half. All the money came in, all the teasers, all the bets came in on Detroit. This got driven up to seven. 
the pros of coming back. Now it's down to six at most books. It's just like, yeah, seven's too big because they're always going to be able to get backdoored. Like, that number's too big. Six feels right. Like I said, I, I do have value slanted towards um, this Tampa team, but it's just hard for me to get there where it's like, you know, I, I, I look at what Chad just talked about, this Lions team, and it's just like they can't protect leads. And even then, it's like we just saw last week that offense got so tight in the second half. Like, I can't get over the fact that they only put three points up at home. Um, it's pretty insane. So, yeah, I just – like, again, me and Chad, we don't need a force bet to really have four games up. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we're probably going to have to make a pick on us, either a side or a total in this game. As we sit here right now, it's like I want to take Tampa, but I'm not in a rush to. The seven's already gone. If you can get the seven, great. The book that sponsors our show doesn't have a seven. It's a six. There's no point in giving it out right now. I feel like as we're talking, we're going to convince ourselves to be on the box. I said Lions instinct. Now, now, now it's that, up to six and a half. And now that I'm watching, I'm reading all this, by the way, the most Baker stat ever. We love Baker. We've yeah. talked about Baker Moxie all season long. Yeah. 27-21 against the spread as a dog in his career. Four in a row as a dog, including 7-1 and one against the spread the last eight. So yeah, he's been good to us. He's been great. Yeah. And, like, the more you think about this matchup, the Lions are going to win. But Baker could keep this team Close. in the game. So it's very possible. I hate to say it. Like, this is going to be foxhole or big balls. Like, we know at this point, we know that the Niners are exec decision. We know that the Bills are Simon Says. So it could be Texans are big balls and Bucks are Foxhole or vice versa. I, th- I do think we need a little bit of um, some sharp calls to help us out uh, as we get to, to Thursday's show before we can make that um, call. Uh, here's a question from the chat as soon as I remind everybody to catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube right now, don't forget to give us a like. Overall, subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Okay, here's from the chat. If you have a long shot future on Houston Super Bowl, what's a good way to hedge it right now? Yeah, it all depends. Like, for someone like me that bet that Houston one that I really thought was a joke, I'm probably gonna let it ride just because I didn't put that much into it. Like, I only have a couple thousand where that Rams one was a killer. Like, I had a lot invested into it to win a lot, and like, that would have been great to take a position on it, but you can't. Where this Houston one, you know, if you listen to us, you either got 100 to one or 150 to one. Their Super Bowl odds. For me personally, like I'm, I'm probably gonna let it ride just because I already talked about. It. Like I'm gonna take Houston's money line. Now I don't need to. I can just let that bet ride. If I think Houston's actually gonna win, I'll let it ride. Now if you want to do play smart and you want to hedge this bet, yeah, there's a bunch of different things you can do. Like you can play the Ravens money line, right? And get a nice chunk out of that. Cause again, you have, <laughs> if you bet one unit, you have a hundred units to play with here. So you, you can't take a position on their money line and really keep it simple. Or you can do what I did last week where like I had Pittsburgh's future. I just took the Bills money line. I paired it with a team I thought for sure was gonna win, which was the Chiefs. That was a no sweat and that was a big winner. So uh, that's what you can do if you're trying to eat away at the juice and take a little risk your opponent is you can put these, these ones together. Me and Chad already talked about it. Like, I, I can't see a word where the 49ers lose. So if you do want to hedge it, why not do the chalkiest thing ever and just put the 49ers with the Ravens' money line? But um, I just – I'm scared to tell you people to do it because I just – I like Houston in the spot. I know I might look like an idiot come Sunday, but it's like we talked about it. They're a live dog. Lamar's never won a home playoff game. That's a real pressure. These guys feel that real pressure. So, um, yeah, it would be shocking, but um, – 
me personally, because I mean, I'm taking Houston's money line, I'm just going to let it ride. Like, if, if, you, if you're trying to hedge out, I just gave you a couple different things you can do with it. But me personally, it was such a great bet. It's such a lucky bet. Just let it ride. Like, Evan already talked about it. Teams that have those kind of odds, they usually don't make it this far, right? Um, the craziest run we've had was the Bengals at 150 to 1. The year after Joe Burrow had a surgery on his knee, got the ACL fixed, made a run to the Super Bowl. You just don't see these those kind of runs. So um, the fact that we've had two of them now in the last you know three seasons, it's like definitely something to keep betting. Like you just clearly these things keep happening. The books aren't catching up to these new QBs coming into the league. CJ's one of them. So um, yeah, great question. You can do the chalky money line thing, but if you want, you want to come sweat it out and ride it with me. I'm going to ride out Houston 100 to one. Yeah. By the way, for what it's worth, Evan, uh, who was brilliant at hedging math. Uh, basically said the same thing Simon just said. This isn't the week to hedge. It's next week. At this point, the bet is the bet, and you're riding with it. And it's a Houston, great bet. Enjoy Houston, the bet. If Houston goes next week, then you got a shot next week. As a reminder, uh, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boosts. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on YouTube Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.